This is Roger Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, sponsored by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. It might be the off-season, but there was a lot of action at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last week, including 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson running laps in the car he will drive in next year's Indianapolis 500. It was the rookie orientation program, and Larson drove the Aero McLaren Chevrolet IndyCar through all three phases of the program. Drivers must start ROP with 10 laps between 205 to 210 miles per hour, followed with 15 laps at 210 to 215, and finishing with 15 laps faster than 215 miles per hour. In a rookie test that began at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Larson completed Phase 1 at 11.43 and Phase 2 at 12.25 p.m. At 1.18 p.m., Larson completed the third and final phase and was able to spend the rest of his time on the track running laps at speed around the world's most famous race course. His top lap was 217.898 miles an hour in the HendrickCars.com Chevrolet fielded by Aero McLaren in a joint effort with Hendrick Motorsports. That is Larson's NASCAR team and 10-time winners of the Brickyard 400 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Larson turned 72 laps with the fastest lap coming on his 65th trip around the 2.5-mile oval. Larson was so good and so smooth on phase two of ROP that he went 15 for 15 on hitting the lap speeds of what was mandated to hit to pass that phase. It showed the comfort zone Larson was in. After successfully completing Indy 500 ROP, Larson was off to Las Vegas Motor Speedway where he drove to victory in the South Point 400, advancing into the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series Championship race at Phoenix Raceway on November 5th. Pit Pass Indy was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last week to cover the action, and here's what Larson had to say about his first time driving an Indy car. Yeah, it was fun. It was, um, I guess, you know, mostly what I anticipated in a way. You know, the speed and the grip didn't feel, thankfully, you know, scarier than, than what I thought it might. Um, but, you know, there was like 
just how much the car wants to pull left and you have to kind of fight it back to the right on the straightaways and all that was um, something I didn't expect. Um, the weight of the wheel was, was, you know, lighter than, a lot lighter than the simulator, but um, still a little heavier than what maybe I expected. But other than that, you know, I thought it went really smooth. Um, you know, I need to, I think more of the pit road side of things is where I'll, you have to, you work more on, um, just the steering is so slow, you have to turn so far to like you know, get in and out. Um, if you're coming in around somebody, you're leaving, getting out around someone, just getting used to the steering um, at the slower speeds, I think will be um, something to get used to. And then just maximizing, you know, like the apron and, and braking for pit road, stuff like that, I think is stuff I'll, I'll have to really focus on and, and work on. And, that way you're, you're maximizing potential. But uh, overall, it was, a, it was a great day. Felt like everybody at McLaren did a really good job prepping me you know, to make things easier to get up to speed. So thanks to everybody there. And um, yeah, glad to be through today and, and look forward to you know, the test April. Larson was asked how difficult it was to hit the lower speed targets during the ROP rather than driving at full throttle. Well, when you're running more throttle, it's easier to kind of hit your target. Um, so the slower, the slower the speed, it was just kind of hard for me to like figure out my timing, you know, like I would roll out on the straightaway and then I'd run wide open through one or two and feel like I'd look at my dash and be like, okay, I think I'm okay for three and four runs of throttle and I come off four, I'm like, oh, I'm too fast <laughs> and have to slow down a lot. And then vice versa, you know, then I'm like trying to like catch up on other laps and like barely getting by. Um, so yeah, once, once, you can went faster, you're just running more throttle. It's just, it's easier to kind of stay within that window. Larson's parents were in Indianapolis last week as he won the high limit championship in sprint cars, but ironically, they were not at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for Larson's rookie test. Kyle Larson tells us why. Um, so, they, I mean, they were, they were here this week and I was surprised when they weren't sticking around <laughs> for today. Uh, they had to get home to California, but um, yes, I was surprised, you know, that they go to so many of my things and um knowing how big this was i thought you know, they would they had to get home because their dog um was my aunt was watching the dog and she's going to hawaii so they had to get back to get the dog but uh if not for that they would have been here but um no i'm sure i'll get to talk to them i'll see them i don't know if i'll see them this week in vegas but i'll, I'll call on the phone and talk to them and uh yeah it's just it's gonna be really exciting i think next year when when you know, April, May comes around because it's going to be you know, real then and uh, your know, race time, um, get ready for the race then. So, but yeah, this is such a huge race to myself and, and my family and, and so many people that uh, yeah, I'm just glad I get to, glad I get to do it. Aero McLaren Sporting Director Tony Kanaan, the 2013 winner of the Indianapolis 500, is working closely with Larson as he learns the IndyCar at Aero McLaren Racing. But Larson has also gotten some great advice from other drivers who have competed in the world's biggest race that have also come from NASCAR. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have said the same thing, you know, like just trusting your instinct. Like if you feel, if something doesn't feel right, at least during, you know, practicing and testing uh, the couple weeks leading in, like if you've got plenty of time. So just, you know, if something doesn't feel right, just pit. And um, I think, you know, me even just feeling the car today, like it feels so stuck that I can tell where you can, your confidence could get too high and then, you, then you're backed in the wall, you know, the next corner. So I think if you feel, if you feel something, just, just pit. And I mean, Tony told me that 
Danica was texting me last night, same thing. So uh, Kurt, Jimmy, they all they've all said the same thing. So I've got a lot of people I can talk to, and um, I'm sure I'm gonna be able to soak in more and more information now that you know, I got to drive the car once. Now that Larson has driven an IndyCar at speed around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, what is his view of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if my views of this place have changed. I, I just, I really love this facility. I think every time I come in, I realize more and more this is the most beautiful racing facility that we get the you know, honor to go to. And I think Mr. Pinsky's done a great job with it since he's taken over. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously getting to turn laps around here in, in an Indy car and getting to like feel what that feels like, it, it makes it even more special. And, you know, I've gotten the chance to race around the dirt track. I've Ran the road course, the oval. We get to thankfully come back on the oval in the cup car. So um, this place is just awesome. You know, golf course is amazing too. Love, love playing golf here. So um, it doesn't it doesn't get much better than than this place. Larson goes into detail with the rookie orientation program and the process that he did behind the wheel of his race car. Yeah, it was really cool, and um, I don't know, I. I wanted to get up to speed. You know, I didn't want it to take too long to get up to the 205 mark because I you know, I didn't want to get made fun of. Like, oh, you wanted to take you so long. So I did put pressure on myself to like, man, get your confidence built up here pretty quickly. And um, you know, thankfully after like three or four laps, you know, when I was able to judge off the, the tag, it's like, okay, we're, we're within that. Because the ROP is nice because I was not ready to go flat for, for a while. But uh, building up to that, that speed and pace and confidence was uh, was nice to do in, in ROP, but um, yeah, just getting to feel what an Indy car feels like. You know, be low to the ground, um, feel the acceleration through the gears, which is pretty crazy. Um, all of that was uh, was eye opening and, and an experience that you know I, I know for sure I'll never forget. And now I look forward to you know kind of getting around cars and, and feeling how you know, the dirty air affects things. Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon described Larson's racing ability as Kyle Larson mode. The driver was asked if he could explain what Kyle Larson mode really is. And then I, I don't know what Kyle Larson mode is, so um, I, I feel like me, Kyle Larson mode, is a lot of overdriving <laughs> and a lot of mistakes, but uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just fortunate I get to drive really good race cars in all forms of, of racing that I compete in with great crew chiefs, uh, car owners, you know, Rick Hendrick. His equipment is as good as it gets. Cliff Daniels is the best crew chief, in my opinion, in the Cup Series. Um, sprint car stuff, you know, Paul Silva is the best team owner, greatest crew chief in, in sprint car racing. You know, Dirt Lane models, even around for Kevin Rumley, like, you know, top of this game, if not the best, considered the best. So I'm just fortunate that I get to be around great cars, you know, Aaron McLaren, all the people that they have around them. So yeah, I'm just very lucky that, you know, I get to be driving these cars. Obviously it, you know, it takes a lot of hard work on my part and, and on all that to get to that point, but still, you know, I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I am in all different types of racing. Kyle Larson's top speed was 217 miles an hour at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Larson was asked if that's the fastest he's ever driven in any type of racing machine. I remember testing Michigan, uh, maybe in an ARCA car, 
like right after they repaved it, and you know, that's back when ARCA had you know, the big horsepower and stuff, I think we went like 220-something into turn one at Michigan. So I think we're about that today in IndyCar. Um, I would say both, you know, because you're running by yourself. So like both times it didn't feel like 220 on paper is like crazy fast, and, and obviously it is, but like when you're out there by yourself and you know, this track is so smooth, it doesn't feel like you're going 220, um, or it doesn't feel any different than going like 195 at Daytona or something. So um, I did look at the wall one time, thinking like, man, that would really hurt <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I hit it. Um, so things are obviously happening quickly. Um, but yeah, I think when you get around cars and, and you get passing, you know, these Indy cars make such big runs, you know, because the toe is so big. And I think when people are, you know, blowing by you so fast on the straightaway or, or you're doing the same with the toe that you get, I think that's when the sensation, and I don't know, Tony can probably speak on it, but I think the sensation is probably more when you're around other cars. And probably too, when you go into qualifying trim, I think that's when it's going to be crazy. I think going another 20 mile an hour faster, Probably from 220 to 240 plus is probably a big difference in sensation. So um, I'll get to experience that next year. Larson explains in further detail what it's like behind the wheel of an Indy car at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, you're processing a lot while you're out there and um, you're by yourself. I think there was times when I got, you know, a lot of wheel in it. And I would say... Yes, like the steering is quick until you get to a point and then it's, you know, not dead, but like you can keep turning and it's not as obviously as effective. But so that maybe in a way, yeah, I could tell some similarities. I think from talking to people, I think where it's become more similar is just the, the aero balance shift between clean air and traffic. Um, you know, I think that, and that's obviously some, not something I got to experience today because I was just by myself. But yeah, I think as I get... To being around cars, I think you know, the, the difference of balance is where it's probably got a lot closer. I think the style of our racing is trended more to them. You know, where now we, maybe not every weekend, but a lot of places, especially like Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta, you're saving fuel to have a short pit stop and kind of get track position that way, where it sounds like I think that's what, what IndyCar guys do a lot. So um, just the overall strategy of the race, I think, is trended more like IndyCar than I think the cars and in, in traffic has as well. Kyle, did it feel natural to you out there at that speed in this car? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... <clears throat> it was harder to go slow, like I said earlier. Like, it was hard to get yourself to run to a five. So I felt like I was happy with that, you know, because I felt like it, it felt fairly comfortable. So, um, like I said, it was... It, Honestly, for the most part, it was everything I kind of expected. Um, I watched a lot of on onboard video and all that. Um, we got to work on my line a little bit today. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt nothing jumped out like it was a, too much of a surprise. So I, I, I was happy about that. And the last time the Brickyard 400 went around the oval here was 2020. So it's been a few years. The late John Andretti used to say the comparison between the two cars almost doesn't even look like the same racetrack. Did you get that sensation? Um, I don't know. Our, the, the stock car stuff and the track conditions are really good, yeah. obviously, today. But the stock car stuff is just like 
slow and like I just remember being like really tight, you know, through one, like you're off the gas a lot, and <clears throat> two would be tight, you know, three and four would have a, a better balance. But like in the IndyCar, I think because the track was really good, you have you know, more downforce probably than what we're going to have come back. All of that, obviously way more downforce and speed than a cup car, but like the balance of all four corners felt way more similar than, than the stock car. Um, so that's nice, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, like width and stuff, the track can feel way different than, than what I remember doing. Larson returns to NASCAR where he attempts to win his second NASCAR Cup Series championship this season. But what is next for the driver in his Indianapolis 500 effort during the offseason? I just learned there was an open test like yesterday. So um, I, I don't know what other plans there are, um, at least for me in the car before then. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck... Whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or, for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Hey, everybody, this is Joseph Newgarden, winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. By competing in the 2024 Indianapolis 500, Larson is making a lot of dreams come true, including for himself and his father, Mike Larson. But he is also making a dream come true for Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon, who is from nearby Pittsburgh, Indiana, and was a teenage racing star in the United States Auto Club on a path to the Indianapolis 500. 
But fate would intervene, and Gordon's career trajectory took him to NASCAR, where he became a racing legend with four NASCAR Cup Series championships, three Daytona 500 wins, and five wins in the Brickyard 400 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. His 93-career NASCAR Cup Series wins is third on the all-time list behind Richard Petty's 200 and David Pearson's 105. Here is what Gordon had to say after Larson's Indy 500 rookie test. Yeah, hard not to you know, really get excited for this opportunity for Kyle. And, and um, somewhere deep inside, you know, um, wish that I had gotten an opportunity, but I, I'm absolutely having a blast um, you know, watching Kyle and, and go through this process, seeing Rick, you know, here in Indianapolis, you know, and, and a part of an IndyCar going around and, you know, being an, an owner and sponsor in this event, uh, it'll be his first time witnessing this event at the same time. So I'm so excited to, to see it through that lens. Um, and, and as Rick mentioned, you know, today was all about, there's been a lot of discussions, there's been a lot of planning. Today we're seeing it really unfold in reality and, and couldn't be more thankful of IndyCar, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, certainly Roger, and, and you know what an amazing facility this is that, that he has. But um, you know to go out there and see what Errol McLaren did as well to uh, to just get Kyle up to speed and, and through the test cleanly was great. And and then on the other hand, it's just Kyle watching him in his craft and his element. You know, like he, he I could tell he was a little bit nervous. Like my palms were sweaty before I got out on track myself, but then um, immediately you just see it click when he made those first few laps and he just went into Kyle Larson mode of, all right, now how do I get up to speed and, and go fast and get, you know, he wants to, he doesn't want to just come here and, and compete. He wants to come here and compete competitively. Jeff Gordon explains his special memories of the Indianapolis 500 as a kid. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, for me, it's, I come to this place, it's just so special to be here. I, I go back as a kid, the first time I came here, and you know, my my memories of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, my heroes, and seeing my first Indy 500 live, and going to the museum, and then it just seems so surreal that here we are, you know, having Kyle Larson and, and Rick and Hendrick Motorsports be a part of, of this effort. I mean, I think next May is just going to be, you know, just an experience that I'll never forget. But um, it definitely was different walking in here today. It's one thing to be a competitor of your own. It's another thing to be supporting an effort and teaming up with a team like Errol McLaren and, and you know, just seeing, uh, you know, how, how well that they prepared for today and, and uh, how smooth it went. And also, you guys have a NASCAR Cup Series championship to contend for this week in Las Vegas, and to be able to come here on a Thursday before heading to Las Vegas, how difficult is that from the goal at hand to try and win the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series Championship, and how much does it really emphasize how important this program is going to be? Well, getting Mr. Hendrick here might be the toughest <laughs> schedule to, to work around. You know, he's, he's a busy guy, and I think it shows you how much he cares about, you know, this experience, supporting Kyle, and... Um, for Kyle, I mean, that guy's off racing all the time doing, you know, he's all over the place. So, um, you know, the team is well prepared. He and Cliff, 
Um, you know, I have been prepping and planning for, for this weekend, and they're they're very well prepared for this next round. Feel very good about this next round. It was this last round that was the nerve-wracking one. We saw it all the way down to the final lap at the Roval. So, um, yeah, for, from our, our standpoint, you know, we're fortunate to have enough great people in depth at our organization to be able to, you know, prepare for, for what's ahead and, and really make sure that's the priority and the focus for the company is to go win a championship this year, get to this next um, playoff round and go to, go to Phoenix, but also be up here and, and be able to enjoy a day like today. Gordon spoke of the trepidation he felt before Larson took to the track. Well, and I think some of my nervousness was in conversations with him and just thinking of myself, put myself in the driver's seat of what would I be going through right now when you know, this is the very first time he's ever been in an Indy car and he's going to go out there and go 220 miles per hour, um, only being here in a stock car before that, a simulator. So, um, you know, I, I think the most, I mean, Rick kind of alluded to this, but, you know, making sure we're doing it right and we're partnering with a great team to be able to make sure that, that you know, this goes smooth and, and that uh, we're aligned in a way that, that we can make it successful as well. And I mean, we know what Kyle's capabilities are. We've seen him drive anything and everything and, and succeed at it. Uh, but this is a, this is different, you know, and, and we're going to recognize that. And he's going to get limited number of laps and experience before, um, you know, before they're ready to start qualifying and, and getting prepared to, to compete in this race. So, uh, you know, it's exciting on one hand and, and nervousness on the other. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm certainly going to live vicariously through Kyle a bit, you know, through, through this experience um, and, and just see how excited he is about it, and, and he clearly is. Larson will attempt to become the next driver to compete in the double next May. That's running the Indianapolis 500 and the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR Cup Series race at Charlotte Motor Speedway in the same day. Gordon was asked the logistics of what will make all of that work. Yeah, I, I think... I don't even believe that we've gotten to the point of logistics for what's going to happen next May, right? We're, we're taking it one step at a time and, you know, getting Kyle fitted in the, in the car. I mean, we came up here and visited with the Aaron McLaren guys, had, had lunch with them and just, just walked around their shop and just talked about the opportunity and the ways we can support it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a nice collaboration that we're going to learn from one another um, from, from what they do in IndyCar, what we do uh, in NASCAR. So um, this was certainly an important step. And we mainly were praying for good weather, and we got that perfect weather, as a matter of fact. And then, and then, you know, I haven't even had a chance to download with Kyle, just getting him in the car. But it's nice to see that first run and him click off those laps and get through phase one as quickly as, as he did. And once he did that, I was like, okay, I, I think we're, we're on our way here to, to a, a smooth day. Gordon described his dream of running at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and how that ended up in a different type of race. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, my dreams came true with the inaugural Rickyard 400, right, and, and racing here in the stock car. Um, of course, I wanted to race here in an Indy car, you know, early on, but the opportunity just was, was really never there. And so when Kyle came on board, he made it, clear, you know, that this is something he'd like to do and he'd like to do it before, you know, he, he feels like he's, he's outside of his prime, I guess is the best way to put it. So, you know, I got excited about that. I didn't know how Mr. Hendrick was going to feel about that, but, um, you know, I think between Kyle and myself and, 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 you know, just, just the history of this place, it, it eventually, uh, 
kind of came together. But um, yeah, this is definitely going to be living out a dream of, of mine, you know, through this experience. And I'm equally as excited to, to be a part of it in the capacity that I am um, and, and, you know, see it and hear about it through, through Kyle's eyes and experience. And, um, you know, we, we want to come here and, and, and make a mark. We also know this is one of the most competitive forms of, of, of motorsports and race in the world, and it's not going to be easy. Gordon was not surprised with how well Kyle Larson did in last week's Indianapolis 500 ROP. Well, of course, you know, I followed Kyle's career from when he was first getting into sprint cars. So, uh, you know, I, the first time you, you, you watch him behind the wheel of a race car, it's hard not to be impressed in, uh, with the talent and his abilities. You know, I, I only got to race against him maybe a couple of years there in the Cup Series, but, but you know, having him now at him, now I see how serious he takes it. And you heard here, he's a humble guy as well. You know, that usually, those those two things, that talent and confidence and humble, usually don't come in one package. So, um, you know, I've I, I just gained a great appreciation for him. We're certainly fortunate to have him at, at Hendrick as one of our drivers. And, and I think, um, you know, Errol McLaren and this whole uh, team is going to feel the same way about having been in IndyCar. No, I'm looking forward to downloading with him a little bit further, you know, just, just about the process and, and what does that grip, you know, feel like the first time going in the corner, cold tires on the on the apron, or, or just race chat stuff. But, um, you know, I've, I've gotten pretty comfortable in the new role that I'm in, that, that you know, being a race car driver and not being in the current cars and in the competition that they're currently in, my my input is more of what what can we do to to make the race team stronger and better, the communication, the people that, you know around them, the tools, um, and and just provide the resources. I mean that's what Rick taught me and in, in his role as an owner, and, and you know that's what I want to you know be there for. It's, uh, so I'm probably more more focused right now on looking at the car and. How do we position the, the logos and the sponsorship? And, you know, we, we're capturing it all and to create some content. What can we do with that? So um, when, when me and Kyle talk, we, we talk, what, how was your last sprint car race? And, you know, about the experience today. And, and then we'll do the same when we get to Las Vegas to talk about, you know, the cup car this weekend. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hi, I'm Scott McLaughlin, driver of the number three Team Penske Chevy, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. 
Rick Hendrick is the winningest team owner in NASCAR history. Hendrick Motorsports has 14 NASCAR Cup Series championships and a record 301 NASCAR Cup Series victories. Ten of those wins came in the Brickyard 400 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hendrick also competed in the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 2023 with the Grads 56 program that involved NASCAR and General Motors. But next year, Hendrick will compete in the Indianapolis 500 for the first time. Hendrick was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for Larson's rookie orientation program, and here are his thoughts afterwards. It's, uh, I guess today it, it, it was kind of a dream and a, a, a something we were going to do. Today, you just kind of officially pull the trigger and uh, <laughs> put the rookie test and seeing the Aaron McLaren guys working in the team, the preparation, everything has been very impressive. So it's, it's really cool to be here. Um, I really want to thank Roger for my name on the, on the pile on there. I think that was well, it was quite an honor. I wasn't surprised to see that. But uh, he told me today to track mine. So, um, but anyway, no, I, it, it's, just, it's something that we, you know, this is like home for Jeff. And uh, and this track's got so much uh, history. And I never think we'd, get, we'd do this. But to be here today and watch it unfold is pretty special. Uh, you guys are in the business of giving race fans goosebumps, but in a lot of ways, was it a goosebump moment for both of you when you saw that car coming down the front stretch at speed for the first time today? Yes. Yeah, it, it didn't really hit me until I saw him. Um, you know, we had the car here uh, when we had the unveiling, but when you hear it and see it come by and he's in it, that's when it really, you know, you, you did, it was goosebumps. It was it was, it was goosebumps, it was pride, for, you know, happy for him, because it's some bucket list for him, and probably for Jeff and, Jeff and I too, but, uh, but no, it was just hear it, see it, and watch the speed when it came by then, it was, that brought it all to life. Just a big deal for us and the company, for, for you know, everybody involved, and we want to do it right, you know, we don't want to come up here and stump our toe, and we know how hard it is. And my goodness, we're team with with someone like Aaron McLaren. And when I watch the professionalism out there, uh, you know, just just the tools and techniques that they use. So it's, uh, you know, and this is very very important to us because you know, no different than Garage Fifty Six. When we said we we're going to do that. We we spent a year just whatever it took to do it, and so. Uh, although we don't have as much to do in this this situation as we did in that one, but still uh, we want to look the part, be the part, and uh, put our best efforts into it. Historically, Rick Hendrick has not allowed any of his NASCAR Cup Series drivers to compete in other forms of racing. He explains why he changed his decision with Kyle Larson, who runs an extensive schedule of sprint car racing and other short track events throughout the year, in addition to next year's effort in the Indianapolis 500. We uh, always did not want them in anything other than, you know, a cup car or an Xfinity car. 
And uh, when I first started talking to Kyle, and uh, he convinced me that uh, it made him sharper. And then the first uh, one of the shows I watched, they had a clip on Kyle Larson crashes. So uh, <laughs> I called him and he said, you weren't supposed to see that. And I said, well, well uh, no, I think, I think it does make our guys help some. I know William has followed in his steps and run other cars and chase too. And, and uh, Alex got hurt. Now this year is a, a pretty bad example. You know, Alex gets hurt in the car and he's done racing those cars. And, um, you know, then, but then you get Chase gets hurt on a, a snowboard. So, you know, they, they've got to have a life. And uh, Jeff and I have talked about it. And, and I think it does make him sharper to, to get in other things and drive them. I know one thing. <clears throat> It would be hard to handle if he wasn't in those kind of cars. I'd have more problems with him. If this effort goes well, Hendrick was asked if he might consider even more races in IndyCar. You know, I've I'm, I'm learned not to say, not to commit or not commit or say I'm not going to do anything because I made a statement I wouldn't run Indy. And 30 days later, I had to back it up and say, I am going to do that. Um, you know, I think it's an opportunity to present themselves. We kind of look at them, and, and Jeff and I talk about it a lot, and um, with all of our other teammates back at motorsports. So we have, you know, we like to race. We like the, we enjoyed the IMSA racing. We enjoyed uh, Garage 56. I wish we had more places to run that car. And, uh, but, you know, our, our, our main goal is to win championships in NASCAR. And, uh, but we're never, I've learned never say never because he's got a lot more gas in his tank than I do in mine. So, but we're always looking at, at options. So. And for Mr. H, you've got every type of racing trophy you can get in NASCAR from NASCAR Cup Series championships, 10 Brickyard 400 victories, countless Daytona 500 wins. Where would you put a baby Borg? And that would go right in the middle. I mean, that would that would be something pretty special. I, I, uh, I well, I don't even let myself go there. You know, think about that. First one to make the race. You know, we, uh, uh, it would be just to say you could win this race. We could win it. We could win it. Uh, you might go build an all for that just that trophy and the car because it'd be that special. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Don't say things that you're going to pull back later. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Before Larson took his laps around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Team Penske driver and 2018 Indianapolis 500 winner Will Power presented Rick Hendrick with a personally inscribed and signed helmet. It was the helmet Power wore in the 107th Indianapolis 500 on May 28, 2023. It was Power's personal way of thanking Hendrick for helping to save his wife's life. 
It was early January when Liz Power was stricken with a staph infection that ultimately settled in her spine. She was near death with a temperature of 106 degrees and Power needed the best medical experts in the Charlotte, North Carolina area to save his wife. Hendricks stepped in and made arrangements with specialists who immediately began to help his wife. After having emergency surgery to repair the damage to her spine from the infection, Liz Power is on the road to recovery and has made remarkable progress since. I asked Hendrick about the special gift Will Power presented to him on October 2nd at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, Will, um, his wife was real ill in Charlotte and, uh, and they were, she was going the wrong way and he called and, and we got her moved into another hospital and had some doctors join in and, uh, and she came out of it. I was surprised to get the helmet, but uh, I was more than happy to help them through that difficult time. I'm glad she's okay, but the helmet was a real surprise and a real gift. I told him I love trophies and helmets. And he said, this, he said, this one I haven't won a race this year, but I did wear it in 8,500. So I said, that's good enough. What did Will's helmet, the inscription, what did it say? And who were the doctors that you were able to get him in touch with? Man? I don't even remember all the doctors' names. Yeah. Uh, but Dr. Lemontani there in Charlotte, Gene Woods, the CEO of Atrium, helped. Yeah. Uh, but Steve Lemontani was a big influencer there, lining everything up and getting him moved, getting her moved. Um, I don't I don't remember exactly what he wrote on the shield, but it was something like, you know, it was like uh, nothing could uh, say thank you enough for what you did. So and just how heartfelt of a gift was that that he was able to give to you? That was very, that was very that was very um, he was almost emotional. And I and so I got that way because he, you know, he's almost lost his wife. And I mean, he didn't. And he was a. You know, and I, it was touch and go, and um, and I think I called the check on her, but but when he walked up with that helmet, I had no idea he had something like that for me. So it was it's super it's super special because I, when I look at that helmet, I'll think about a life. I won't just think about a helmet. I'll think about I'll think about a life. And where will that helmet go? The helmet will go into the man cave I have with. Jeff's last helmet, Junior's helmet, Jimmy's last helmet, and uh, so our 300-win helmet, the 269 helmet. So it's going to be in Tony Stewart's helmet. So, yeah. I bet you have quite a man cave. I got a lot of helmets. <laughs> but this one's special. Thank you. Good to see you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. There was much more activity at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last week, and we will cover all of that in our next episode of Pit Pass Indy. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. We want to thank our guests. 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson, 
NASCAR Cup Series legend and Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon and Hendrick Motorsports team owner Rick Hendrick for joining us on today's podcast to speak about their efforts in the 108th Indianapolis 500 in 2024. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motor Sports Press Association. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.